1: You are listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, Season 6. The podcast is supported by Scent Crusher, Sent Off Game On, Tinks, Cat Work Truck, Victory Archery, Thorn Broadheads, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Cobra Archery. Burris, HHA Sports and HHA USA, Reveal Cellular Cameras, and Deer Camp Coffee. Enjoy the show. hey everybody and welcome to the boner planet podcast myself dave thomas tonight along with tim mazzarana my co-host and um i don't know it's like tim you're kind of like the i don't know like partner in crime right i mean it's kind of like uh, yeah. Just, just yeah that's a good it.
2: way to put it partner in crime is correct partner in crime in, in it to win it buddy in it to win it
1: <laughs> in it to win it uh jay dumas joining us from the team as well tonight to talk to brent from uh, A3 Custom Bow Strings, uh, which is uh, a company that has been helping us with our classic series, uh, which is really exciting because it gives you guys, the viewers, a chance to check out some old bows and old models. But the problem is we can't test those bows until those strings and cables get redone by uh, branded A3 so that helps us not to blow up in our face and hurt us so <laughs> they're never they're never going to see the light of day in the video until they're redone so that that helps you know a ton uh, but before we get started tonight I just want to say a special shout out to Victory Archery uh, Tanks and Burris we'll just talk about three sponsors real quick of this show uh, I just want to say a special thanks to those three brands who help out with this support this show and uh, if you can, please click the links below and check them out. Uh, i be greatly appreciated, guys, as we continue into this awesome 2022 year of the Boner Planet podcast. And this is the sixth season. And I, I am, you know what, Tim, I, I know you're the partner of crime, but like I am so stoked that we actually made it six years. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> and, and the seasons do correlate yeah. with years.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes no we do but I, you know you know it, we, we've uh, I, I remember the days of when we first started and uh you know talking on screen like this what and interviewing people and having guests on and all that kind of stuff was a strange world to us right I, I remember that whiteboard that we used to have where we used to before each call like write down questions for people to ask and all that stuff and now we just kind of sit here and be like hey Brett what's up man how's it going <laughs>
1: All right, so let's get into it. Brent, tell us about A3 custom bowstrings. Uh, I guess take it from the top. How did you get into it? How long you've been doing it, and give the viewer really an understanding of the brand itself.
3: Yeah, absolutely, guys. So uh, it all started, you know, 30 years ago in my dad's archery shop, uh building bowstrings with him, uh, fast forward through through life, you know, shooting competitively, um, building bowstrings. Uh, there was a time where you know I stopped uh, building my own. It just wasn't time effective anymore. Uh, started buying bowstrings from other uh, manufacturers, and you know it was just always an issue or a quality concern or just something. And I said, you know what, I'm I'm going to go back to building my own. And um, you know you, you sell a few here, give give your buddies bowstrings here and there, and um, I kept hearing the the common theme that you need to you need to do this for a living. So. Uh, here we are. So, That's
2: awesome. So, how long have you been doing it full time, if you will?
3: Uh, three years, full time.
2: Awesome, man. Yep. Has it? Uh, h- how's the growth trend been? How's everything been picking up for you?
3: We we are growing leaps and bounds. Um, I mean, we've beat every forecast that we've put out monthly, quarterly, annually for the last three years. So, um, it's it's been pretty good.
2: So, that is awesome, exciting. man.
0: I know that.
2: Go ahead. Is
1: there any? Is there any bow that has ever like stumped you or anything where you're like trying to redo it? Is there anything that stands out to you? I guess is there any bow that's harder than another to restring and recable?
3: You know they're all about the same. Um, The only biggest thing is you know a lot of the older bows we we still restring bows. You know as you know in the classic series. I mean we've got some that that date back in the '80s. You'll find in specs and stuff for those old bows or just you know they're dinosaurs, but <clears throat> they're still shooting them so and
4: yeah, the old teardrop system on the yeah. yep,
3: yep you'll find <laughs> the old teardrops, which we carry all the material for those bows, but then you get into like the the bare white tail twos and stuff like that, you know um just finding specs for those guys is has has been a challenge
4: yeah I can imagine
3: but as far yeah, as we've had talking,
2: some uh, good ones that we've sent you lately um I know we've been going through this series about classic bows and uh, it is, I, I mean, I, I was never a bow guy growing up, right? Dave is the one that got me into bow hunting um, when we started this, to be honest with you. So I, I never saw the 80s, 90s like, like Dave has and getting some of those old classics in the shop. I'm looking at these things going, holy cow, these bows come a long way since yeah. the 80s and 90s.
3: Yeah, we just sent you guys one back that was old teardrop system. Uh, have you guys had a chance to take a look at those bows
1: yep i just took a look at them the other day i have to um my next step now is to get those in the queue so what we do is we have these queues of fours okay. and so tim and i did the first queue which was a lot of the old matthews bows we had laying around and now the next queue i plan to do the next four would be the ones you sent specifically so i'm trying to get those going with tim saturday but yeah that's uh, the way the way you guys did that that twist in there it looks so sweet it looks so sweet
2: yeah brett if you will walk us through a little bit about like the manufacturing process like what does it take to to make a bowstring
3: well you know you know if we're just talking one person building a bowstring we start with the raw fiber uh on a four post uh set uh so you basically you got two posts that slide back and forth um that gives you, you know, we've got a formula for, you know, what is our twist rate and uh, our post dimensions. Um, we lay it up, you know, you, you know, if you're talking one color, we just continue around, around the four posts until we get the, the correct number of strands. Uh, we serve the end loops. And then once those are served, they go to twisting. And uh, once they get uh, done twisting, they go to pre-cycle. Uh, and that is our pre-cycle is something that we uh, created, um, and you know we kind of have the brains behind it. But um, pre-cycling, if you think about what is a pre-stretched bowstring, um, all manufacturers just they statically tension that string, um, and what they're doing is they're compacting the fibers, um, making
2: it all tighter.
3: Just trying to get it tighter. Yeah. right? Um, but you still end up with movement doing it that way. Uh, what we figured out uh, and what precycle does is we we actually cycle that bowstring over a series of dynamic uh, stretching. so we're we're up and down the spectrum at different tensions uh, over a given time. Um, and what we found was in the raw material, um, there's you know, if you think about a something that's been spun around a spool, you're creating more twist in the raw fiber. Um, so once that bow is shot and that string is shock loaded and, and like oscillated, those little micro twist, if you will, start working their way out. Right. So your strings start getting longer. Your t- your bow comes out of time. Well, what we do with pre-cycle actually eliminates all of that.
2: So you're doing that obviously before it gets installed or onto a bow, right? Before. You got separate equipment to be able to pre-cycle all of that. that.
3: Yep. So, so we- how,
2: how did you, I mean, how did you guys work out that? Pro- that seems, I mean, in all honesty, I don't know if anybody, I've never heard of that. How did you guys figure that out?
3: You know, just years of doing it and knowing that, okay, I, I can stretch this string for three or four hours and I still get movement out of it. You know, where, did, where is it coming from? And just kind of getting into the science of, of the material and figuring it out and then trying to figure out a way to fix it um uh, i've kind of got i've I've been told many times i've kind of got an engineering brain um so i I kind of get in the weeds a little bit but uh but yeah that's that's (laughs) we started off with a rainbow sprinkler system timer (laughs) is how all this started off and you know in my garage you know it was kind of kind of crazy the way it all came came about hey
2: the the best businesses were created in the garage along with ours yeah i feel like that's so normal (laughs) I feel like just
1: like the norm
3: yeah if you look at it like three years ago in the garage you know when you own a rainbird sprinkler system timer and you you look at us now I mean we've got programmable logic controllers digital display screens you know we can control pre-cycle with my cell phone you know but we've came a long ways with it so it's pretty pretty cool
2: I have no clue what you just said which is awesome <laughs> <laughs>
3: But instead of doing things manually, uh, it's all digital. How about that? Is that <laughs> there you go. Now I got that one. It's not analog. <laughs> Brent, on a
4: on a typical bowstring, um not yours in particular, but an average bowstring, how many shots do you got to cycle through it to get the stretch out, to get that that string where it needs to be?
3: You know you hear a lot of people say go shoot it a couple hundred times and come back to me. Right. Uh, and, and get it tuned. So You know, I I would say a couple hundred shots, you know, then come on back. I mean, I, I tell my customers that when they come in and buy a new bow and we set it up for them, it's got factory strings on it. Hey, go shoot it a couple hundred times and and bring it back. We'll, we'll get it back in time and, um, and tune it back up.
4: Yeah. I think that's important because a lot of people, especially the new hunters, they forget that step, right? So they go out and and they're, they're they have the new piece of equipment. They're excited about it. They're shooting, they're doing well. And then all of a sudden things start going and they start tweaking and then they get all out of whack and get frustrated real easy
3: exactly and I tell people a lot of times it's not the shooter it's the bow it's the equipment so if you if you find yourself out there one week you're shooting good the next week you go out there and you're shooting a little high or a little low a lot of times it's not you it's the bow so you know yeah. don't chase your sights around go back and see your, your technician at your bow shop and, and get get it fixed right. i'm grabbing that
2: sound clip because it's never me <laughs> Just to make that clear. <laughs> oh, God. I love it, man. So um are all your strings made with the same materials? Or let's get into the kind of the product a little bit to walk sure. us through, you know, a little bit of your product line.
3: Yeah. So uh we brought in Bloodline Fiber a couple years ago. Uh they're kind of a new fiber company on the block. They've they've actually been in business for I think about six years, five or six years. Um oh. But we also have BCY products as well. 452X has kind of been that golden staple in the industry for so long. But I'll say in the last year and a half, uh, Bloodline has taken the shop over. Uh, We sell about 98% Bloodline to about 2% BCY nowadays. So um, a lot of people are liking it. It's waxless, it's maintenance free. Uh, We're getting faster speeds with it, uh, longer life. Uh, Colors are brighter, they stay brighter. Um, it's just it's just an awesome material. So,
1: what about um as far as the bows go? I mean, obviously you've been you know uh, shooting bow your whole life, long time. What are some of your favorite bows you've experienced? When you think of the classic idea, um, what are some of the ones that stand out in your mind? I guess um, that are something like oh I missed that bow, or I do I didn't love that bow, or or whatnot.
3: You know, man, I think my all time favorite bow was was probably back in the you know ultra tech days of Hoyt. Uh, the Ultra Tech, the Pro Techs, uh, those are the bows that just, for whatever reason, stick in my mind. Um, I just love shooting them. They, they, you know, I, I guess it goes back to, you know, I want I want a lot of things, but those was bows, so maybe maybe that's why.
1: Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I just remember as a kid, I remember going to the local pro shop. Jay, you might remember Starlight Archery. Um, oh, yeah. It was over on spec or whatever yeah. it was. But anyways, oh, I remember going there with my brother, and I, I remember looking up and i and they're like yeah those are the those are the good bows and they had like um there was hoyt there was martin i remember the cheetah specifically because i remember the name being pretty cool when i was a kid and then i don't even think there was a matthews at that time i'm pretty no. sure it was just hoyt uh, and darton darton was there too i think it was darton hoyt and martin were the three martin, big ones yeah I remember
4: martin was another one Oh, pearson the,
1: pearson yeah, was pearson, there. yep yeah, I remember that. And then Browning, Browning had some bows, which is what I was shooting at that time. But so my, first,
3: my first compound was a, was a Browning, uh, a Firefox too. It was like one of the only youth bows that they made back in the day. Uh, nice. Uh, but I know, was my, dad owned, <laughs> my dad owned an orchard shop. So I grew up in a shop, you know, tearing bows apart and putting them back together since I was like 10. Um, but I can remember high country uh oh, original, I forgot about the original that. high country right uh jennings uh, we had jennings in the oh, shot yeah. um, jennings uh, we had york and psc in there um a lot Man. of people don't even remember york because they were such a a short-lived company but but they made a, a phenomenal bow
4: i do remember york though i don't remember much about it but i do remember uh, the name that's funny
1: I um just read something the other day about Jennings. Um, I could have sworn. I don't know if this is accurate. So take it with a grain of salt. But what I read was something about there was a lawsuit with somebody. And in 2000, I don't remember the year. I was like 2004, 2007. I, I don't know what happened. Something with the lawsuit. They were acquired by Bear Archery. And then that was it. They're never they're gone. Just like Brownie was acquired by PSC and disappeared as well. Um, nope. Does that sound familiar to you?
3: I think that uh, I've got some old uh, bear stuff, and they actually cross with Jennings in some of the models. So that may that may hold some truth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I remember something. I read something just this week about it. Um, well, I, I just googled it. I just googled it. It said Bear Jennings and Golden Eagle are owned by the same company. So obviously Escalade owns all of that or whoever owns. Yeah, Escalade, I think it is. Cool. they must not have reused those uh, names right the names they probably decided to keep the most influential name which would be most likely bear i think for most people but which i guess makes the most sense
3: right
1: man the history
2: (laughs) i I, I guess i wouldn't be surprised that there was a lawsuit involved that they had something to do with uh patent infringements right that seems to be a common trend within the industry so
3: yeah yeah, Darton Darton is that main player that holds a lot of the, the cam technology patents in the industry still today. So,
1: yeah, I, mean, I wonder how people are getting around those patents because I feel like you don't hear a lot about it um, anymore as much. I didn't know if those were up now. I knew they had them for a long time. I just know, didn't know.
3: BSC is uh, that 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 five piece uh, harness system on the Evolve Cam a few years back. I guess they or a couple years back they just quit quit doing that. That was Darton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were i think they were uh, for that system but yeah. yeah
1: yeah i wish darton would have just kept at it with the bows more i know now they're acquired by black eagle they'll probably do some great things coming up but um i feel like for a while there they just backed off and just focused on those patents and not you know creating good bows not that the bows were bad they just didn't keep up with the new, I guess, is the problem. They they would take a bow and say 3,800, and then they relaunched 3,800 the next year. It's the same bow, and they call it 3, like a or something. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was, and they're still doing it. If you go in there right now, they got the yeah. Demon, which they renamed something. And it's the same bow. It's like well, the same exact bow.
3: So This may be hearsay, too, but I heard that Randy made him change the name of the Demon to the Cyclone because he didn't like Demon. Um, yeah, and there you go. That makes so, sense yeah. actually knowing Randy. I completely get yeah. that, you know, coming from Randy. Um, yeah, no, I I, I think there's good things coming from, from Darton. I think they've got some stuff uh planned for the future, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I hope they can turn it around. I mean, they're a Michigan company. We you know, we're in Michigan. I mean, it's been a Darton was one of the first companies to give us a break, to be honest, right in the beginning. I mean, it wasn't for Darton, we wouldn't even be here, probably, to be honest. I mean, they really helped us along and then I want to say we worked them pretty heavily till 2015 ish, 2014. Then all of a sudden they went cold turkey and like shut down all their marketing. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then as of all the way literally till today, they still haven't really done much of anything. So I'm hoping with Randy at, at the helm, it it you know they get back in the game. You know, because right now, in my opinion, they're so far away from where they need to be.
3: <laughs> we got some of the new Spectra uh hunting bows in the shop this year and i'll tell you what that they're they're smooth shooting bows they're great shooting bows i mean lights out so um,
1: yeah and but the spectra was not is not necessarily a new bow right that came out what two years ago and (laughs) they've been calling it a 21, 22, they might change something, but like, it can't
3: they be. Very widened, like they widen the limb pockets. They put the E system on it. Uh, they changed the grip angle a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, there was some minor modifications done, but yeah, it was a good shooting bow.
1: Yeah. I, I just, you know, I feel like they don't hold up to the overall, the bows are fine. I just feel like they're not holding up with the idea that the other bow manufacturers do, which is whole new name, whole new bow, move on we don't we don't alter it and, change, and, and call it a 22 like a it's not an f-150 right. <laughs> you can't you can't just reuse the name when none of your competition does that in my opinion at least yeah. i feel like you have to create something new each year just to keep up with them and knowing Darton being literally one of the oldest companies in this industry you know you would think they would be at the top of that but you know crazy pretty cool though anyway um you should get that account what are you doing should be all a three strings on those babies. They build
3: their own, you know they they build their own.
1: Yeah, Tom don't waste. To call Randy to like <laughs> get rid of those string. I'm tell you right
2: stuff. now. I'm playing around with your uh, your customized string, you know, builder on here, and uh, these color combos are are pretty pretty. I mean, what do you what do you offer? Sixteen, seventeen different colors.
3: uh, I forget what the. It depends on which, you know, BCY has got more colors than Bloodline does, but we have every color available. Um, That's it's and so we actually hired a a company to come in and take high resolution photos of the actual fiber. It looks sick. And we use that fiber color as our fiber color palette. So, you know, depending on the resolution of your screen, you're looking at what your bowstring is going to look like.
2: That's pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. What, what would you say is kind of the most popular thing right now? Most popular colors?
3: Right now, uh, Viper Green. So so Bloodline, last year, uh, we talked to them. You know, we've, we've been doing a lot of volume business with them. And uh, they offered us a, a custom color. So we have our, our exclusive color is Viper Green. So we're the only company out there that has it. Um, and that probably has to be the hottest color on the market right now.
2: I right. got to uh, I got to get these bow strings on mine, and then get some converse, some custom converse to to match them as well.
1: Tim and we're- these custom converse, it's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. He won't stop talking about it. It's you guys like, know you can get what?
2: custom converse on their website. It's sick, man. <laughs> they got like sixteen different colors, and you can do the outside. You can make some punky Brewster shoes outside. I should have got them going. Movies. I wound them I mean, up. It's like I it's kind of like wound poster, them up. You know,
3: bad uh, idea. So I, this is like a running joke is like I, you know, people go, you know, why is this guy buying another set of bow strings? You know, I'm like, well, he changed his shoelace color. There you go. <laughs> <Bowstring> <laughs> that, that's
2: exactly what we talked about. I said, if you're going to, if we're going to do custom color bow strings and we got to match the shoes to the strings, then right. there's, there's no doubt about it.
3: <laughs> the Viper, uh, I guess the second hottest color would probably be, uh, you know, like a flow orange or a flow green. Um we've since we launched the the visualizer where people can really see what they're going to look like uh we've done some pretty wild ones with different pinstripe colors um so i think the Hoyt that i sent you guys the pinstripe in there is viper green so that you yeah can
2: it looks sweet awesome yeah
1: yeah it looks sweet yeah we'll definitely talk about it in the show and when we bring that one up but i i think uh the look overall look the quality looks so amazing everything was nice and Just nice and tight and just i'm really excited to shoot those and get them going um so tell us about your hunting season are you what do you have going coming up this year do you have like a whole bunch of plans or what do you usually do i guess for hunting season
3: you know typically we go to montana every year uh this past year i did not go uh, i kind of put forward focus in the company um you know we had some things going with the company business trips and whatnot um This year, we've got a huge move. Like I said earlier, we're we're moving from Washington to Wisconsin. So getting the shop set up, getting organized, getting people onboarded. That's kind of my primary focus this year. So um, I did mention we bought a hundred acres. So, you know, if anything, it'll be some whitetail hunting in Wisconsin.
4: There you go. Nice. That's
3: cool.
2: Can't beat that. So talk to me a little bit about bowstring maintenance like we've installed the string now what do we do like on an ongoing basis
3: well like we mentioned earlier you know you install that new string you know uh you know most builders if, if, if they're not ours um put a couple hundred shots through them take them back to your shop uh put them on the draw board make sure they're in time um anything you know like 452x a wax product um, that bow string is gonna tell you when it needs maintenance. Um, you know, if it starts looking dry or you start seeing a bit of fuzz, uh, throw some wax on it, uh, wax it up really good. Um, I always tell people kind of build up a little heat in their fingers, you know, as they're, as they're working the wax and the string. Um, but other than that, you know, just, just keep an eye on it, uh, inspect it before use. Um, we go to bloodline fiber, like, you know, what we build most of here. It is waxless. It has no wax on it. It has a proprietary coating that literally never needs wax. Um, uh, awesome. So it's it's just a really really great product. Um, was, I'll say it again. We get faster speeds with it. It's abrasion resistant. It's water repellent. Um, it's it's temperature stable. Um, and what I mean by that is. When you have a wax product against a waxless product, um, the wax in the bowstring, if you take it from, you know, 70 degrees in your house uh, to extreme cold, that wax gets cold and things start to contract. Uh, just the opposite goes, if you jump out into hundred degree weather, that wax starts to get loose and things start to get longer, you know, grow a little bit. So, um, you know, that's called wax deformation. Um, and with the bloodline fibers, you, you don't have that problem.
2: So what, let's say I have a bow, had it for a couple of years, what, what should I be looking for in regards to my screen, to, to, with, with my, my, let's not your strings, mm-hmm. but the, the string that came with the bow, what should I be looking for, what should I be concerned with, with when I'm looking at it, um, or, 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 you know, visually inspecting it, what should I be um, attentive to?
3: Yeah, I always tell people, you know, follow from the loops, you know, go from the loops and then follow it around the cam system. Uh, look at any kind of abrasion points, make sure that the serving not separated or not, uh, not the serving's not fuzzing up like it's being cut against something. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen people with, you know, have a little rock or something in the cam that it's eating on something. Um, follow all the way around, look at, look for serving separation, any roller guard, guard points, um, make sure we don't have dust and dirt in there that's causing abrasion. Um, and just overall the health of the string, you know, if you get a couple strands that are cut, it's time to get a new string. Yeah, um, you know, that so. makes
2: sense. And obviously, if you have any questions, I'm sure your local dealers, you know, will Absolutely. will help you out and look look for it um, as well. Now, your strings can can people buy them through dealers? Do they have to go direct to your website? How do we how do we get a hold of your E3 strings?
3: Yep. So, uh, our main point of sale uh, currently is a website. Uh, we do have about 25 dealers across the country, uh, a couple overseas. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're growing. I get a phone call or an email just about every day with a new dealer, uh, looking to buy a three string. So, so we're growing, we're growing fast. I'm kind of throttling some of that right now until we get, uh, you know, of course, get the shop relocated and get back going. Um, full steam ahead but uh
2: ramp up that production right yep good deal uh, man
3: but the key to the, the key to our game is you know i don't uh i don't let people build bowstrings when i hire them they're going to work three or four months before they even start building a bowstring that that may even resemble something that goes to a customer so uh, we want yep. to make sure the quality is 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 key um we're we're not a quantity-based company
2: yeah now i know both hunters and target archers they're both replacing their strings you know with a3s and all that kind of stuff but do you see like in in your world do you see hunters doing it more now than they used to i I kind of have this feeling like you know with what we talk to archers about in, in the industry and stuff like that that customized strings different colors has become a lot more popular in recent years
3: yeah, I mean, you know, you see a lot of the customization, you know, people want to match strings to their sights. Um, Don't forget the shoes. Yeah, yep, yep got to gotta <laughs> match the shoes too. But um, yeah, you know, target archers for the most part, uh, they would, they're just as happy to shoot a solid color bowstring. Um, you see a lot of the hunters that want the, that want the, the customized uh, look, so.
1: How sense. often, how often, how long do strings usually last in general?
3: You know, that's a loaded question. Um, it depends on how much you shoot, how much you shoot. I mean, that's the honest answer. Um, you know, most people can get about, you know, get about a year, year and a half out of a set of strings if they take care of them and they're the, the average backyard shooter. Um, we, we've got one of our one of our shooters. Um, he shoots a lot of indoor, a lot of ASA stuff. Um, and he just told me that coming out of a season last year, uh, he had clicked like 27,000 shots on a set of bowstrings. Wow! Wow.
1: So, oh my God. And,
3: you know, and he was telling me that to tell me that nothing moved. Wow. So that was, uh, kind of cool to hear. That's a lot that's, of shooting, but that's eight. awesome, man. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. That's very cool um so yeah so this you know I don't think a lot of people think about you know when they buy their bow that's the reason I asked the question is because you buy a bow and I don't think they realize like you know hey just FY, you probably should consider every couple of years swapping out you know your cables and strings um because obviously it's the right thing to do and if it's, they're starting to wear or whatnot um but I guess the best way uh, I know you mentioned a little bit about adding the wax but is that you know, the best way to try to maintain it throughout that time frame is just to keep waxing it. And how often, I guess, how often do you, do you recommend waxing it? after every shot or like af- after like once a month, once a week or after a hunt?
3: It's really going to depend on how much you shoot it. Um, you know, if you, if you're the guy that's in there shooting every single day, uh, you're probably going to wax your bro strings once a week. Um, you know, it depends on the conditions that, that it's in too, you know, is its its yeah. is it, quiet? is it, is it, is it, is it raining? Is it, you know, so there's really no one correct answer. Just, uh, let the bowstrings tell you when they, when they need maintenance, you know, if they'll start looking dry, they start fuzzing, put some wax on.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. How,
3: how I know, I know, you know, a lot of guys are shooting,
2: you know, that 70 pounders nowadays and all that kind of stuff, but how much strength are in these strings? Like how much weight can they actually hold? Is that is that called, am I right? And that's called like the tensile strength?
3: Yeah, that would be tensile strength or brake strength. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was talking with the, with the owner of Bloodline and we were just talking about that like last week. And believe it or not, a bowstring could pick up the better portion of a pickup truck. No wow. way, well, two, no way. About, about 2,000 pounds, yeah.
1: Wow. Wow.
3: And, you know, you hear people call, you know, talk about creep, their bowstrings creeping or, you know, what they are perceiving is creep. Uh, And we get that question a lot, you know, well, how much do your bowstrings creep? Well, that's perception that, you know, uh, to make a bowstring creep, you have to put it under about 80% of its capable load for hours. So shooting your bow, you will never see that ever. Um, So it's kind of a, you know, kind of a falsely put around the industry. Um, Cause like I said, yeah, a 70 pound bow is not, never going to put, you know, 80% of 2000 pounds on a, on a string.
2: That's it, Brett. Brett, I need a, uh, I need a 20 footer so that I can keep it on me when I'm off-roading for the next yeah. time then.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get That's stuck crazy. in those mud holes. We're going to use, we're going to use an A3 string to pull us out. That'll be quite the TikTok video. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. But that's, that's actually um, a lot more than I expected you to say, in all yeah. honesty. That's super surprising.
3: You know, I mean, there's, you know, people, you know, when you get in the fiber industry, you know, you got to apply a safety factor to everything. And it's like, when it comes to a bowstring, there's so much safety factor already built in that it's just, it's, it's you know, kind of ridiculous that they, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, strand count, we're, we're trying to hit a, a, an outer diameter. We're not putting strand count in for strength. Um, it's really to hit that outer diameter to make that bow perform how it was engineered.
2: Yeah. So with that much strength, then a compound bow string would be the same as what you would use in a crossbow, then. even though the crossbow might be might have a lot more tension, in it, right? So
3: you got to add some more safety factor when you get into crossbows because they are uh, very violent. Um, so you know where we put thirty-two strands into a into a bow string, or you know if we talk about four fifty-two X, we put twenty-four strands in it. You may have 28 strands or 30 strands and a crossbow string.
2: Gotcha, and you do those as well? Yep,
3: yep, we build them. If it's got a string it can be shot, we'll build it for you.
2: Awesome. Now crossbow. Go ahead, Jay.
4: Yeah, just the crossbow strings, is it, you know, same with the bow? I mean, you're just kind of watching for that fraying or is it more frequent that you need to have maintenance on those?
3: You really need to look at those and keep keep looking at those um, because they are a, a lot more violent than say a compound bow. You're really looking for serving separation because that serving is what's keeping things away from the bowstring. Um, Right. So yeah, just paying a really close attention to make sure that everything stayed intact.
4: Okay.
2: I know there's uh, so many times we get new crossbows into the uh, into the studio, and uh, you know we wax them, we get everything prepped, and you you shoot it the first time, and you you still kind of can smell that that string Burn. burned a little bit for the first couple of shots yep. and it's uh you know i've always looked at it man man there is just a lot of energy being shot through those through those strings if i can smell something like after we're shooting it so yeah. you yeah. smelt it you dealt it. yeah i smelt <laughs> it i dealt it that's right uh, especially with those speeds uh you know that raven and ten point are pushing out now okay. with the 500 plus stuff i mean it I I can't imagine the kinetic energy that's that's built up in those strings and there a potential energy
4: I should say.
1: Yeah. Crazy.
2: Yeah. Absolutely crazy where the where everything's gone over the last... I mean and that's that's really what I mean they started off with 400s maybe 3 years ago and now 3 years later we're we're up to 5 I can't I, you know I don't know where we're going to go next with this stuff.
3: <laughs> you know, girls seem to be, you know, they're about the only uh instrument that they're gaining speeds with uh, yeah. in, the, in the compound world it's you know if you want to go fast you're going to lose shootability yeah you know if you want a, you want a really good shooting boat you're going to lose speed you know it's a, it's a give and take um so yeah I, crossbows are for sure um gaining in speed i don't know how much faster they can go but um yeah I know that we, uh, we've we also, um, switching
2: gears a little bit, have kind of seen an, an uptick in traditional archery as well. There's a lot more people that have shot compound for years that want maybe a different experience, different hunting experience, or even new archers coming in um, that are taking up those traditional bows. Have you kind of seen the same thing?
3: We we have. And, you know, so it's funny, but some of it follows the, the movies that are on TV. Uh, we find like, uh, what was uh what was the movie a few years back or the uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games, oh, yep. yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, recurve Hunger and longbows were flying out the door. You couldn't you couldn't keep them in stock, you know. Uh, Crazy. You know, now you've got uh, what is it, the Hawkeye. Uh, yes. We get, you know, and it's a it's the 15, 16 year olds, 17-year-olds that they're that they're just flocking to it. Um, we've probably sold more recurve and longbows this year than we've ever sold before.
2: Yeah. I've never wow. seen a, a, a traditional or compound or crossbow or anything in which you can fight somebody with a knife and then still want to pull it back and shoot an arrow out of it though. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a, that's a safe thing to do, but uh, I always love the, uh, the green arrow because the green arrow um, they, they have what looks like an Oneida, one of those old school Ooh. like traditional Ooh. type looking bows, but it's a compound, but it's uh, the old school NIDA ones, which are pretty cool, which actually Oneida is making a big comeback. Lately, and what they're
3: doing I too, uh, I read something in it. It was either the Oneida or it was the, the Muzzy fishing boat that they painted up. It was one or the other, but similar. Yeah, similar. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Actually, no, you're right. It might be the. It might be. I, I know the Muzzy that you're talking about. And That might be actually the Muzzy. It yeah. just always reminded me of those those old Oneidas when they uh when they were around way back in the day. But they're still around now. I know that. Uh, what, is, what? Who bought them? Um, That's Pro bass pro that's right
3: so they're yeah, still some. i mean
2: they're still big in the uh the uh bow fishing bow fishing world for sure so
3: yeah, we, you know.
2: I,
1: would, I wouldn't use them in a compound world though <laughs>
4: <laughs> i never like i don't them. care
1: who owns them slowest boy ever shot in my life yep. that's the first goal too. i ever broke
4: super loud
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i don't care who owns them and i'm sure they're trying to do the best but man I'll tell you what it's not made for speed, that's for sure. No,
2: no, <laughs> no and they were loud too.
4: Loud.
3: So took it away very loud. Them. The very first one sounded like you're shooting a shotgun. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And you so don't have the speed to catch up. What is your with favorite bow to shoot?
3: My favorite bow to shoot, man. Um, I just got the new RTX a few months ago. PSC sent me an RTX. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not fully in love with it yet. Um, my go-to is, uh, the old Perform X, um, PSC Perform X. I know it's a couple years old, but, um, I can get behind this bow and just sit here and take it, just take it to pound town, man. It just, you know, I can shoot a bad shot and for whatever reason, it still goes in the middle. Is that a custom camo job on that or no? No, that's actually, uh, PSE makes this color. It's called Good Vibrations and it's for autism awareness. Wow
2: that's oh, really that's cool. cool man i like, yeah, I like
4: that
3: we, we kind of i don't know if you can see the strings but we kind of did the strings in the same color mm-hmm.
2: yeah for sure
4: very cool very cool um,
2: good deal i've never man. seen that well,
4: camel that's cool
2: no that is a really cool camel i've never seen that either it's not not in the uh bull world in the gun world i've seen yeah but even the yeah i mean what is that three or four colors in there you know yeah. gun world you're only getting one or two still
3: so that's yeah, kind of, that's pretty goes, awesome. Um, I, I got an Evo EVL 34 that I just absolutely love. Uh, it shoots well, shoots good. Um, yeah, I'm getting, you know, getting some pretty decent speed out of it. Uh, so yeah, as far as hunting goes, the Evo EVL for me. Good
2: deal. Cool. Well, we cannot wait. So you guys get fully up and running over in Wisconsin and everything's ramped up and I can't wait to see where you guys go over the next couple of years, man. It sounds like business has been amazing. Sounds like you're on an amazing upward trend and uh, got dealers knocking at your doors. So hopefully our listeners here will uh, see, you know, your bow strings in a dealer shop near them soon, man.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, once we get settled and get to shop, uh, you guys are more than welcome to take a trip uh, from Michigan to Wisconsin and come check the shop out. You know, oh, we might yeah. just
2: have to do that because we've had some invites to Wisconsin for some uh, archery uh, um, charity events out there from <laughs> HHA, and uh, <laughs> we we might just have to try to make it that work. It's been, been tough scheduling things this year to get out of town, if you will, um, for for even a weekend. But um, you know, more and more stuff is going on in Wisconsin, and we might just have to make it
3: over there soon. Yeah, we'll uh, we can start the trip. We'll uh, we'll go to the Gearhead Factory and go check Skip out.
2: That'd be awesome. Oh yeah
1: they're all over that way all right brent thanks so much man appreciate it everybody thank you for watching the boner planet podcast and listening where you get your podcast and we hope you have a wonderful day night or we'll see you later thanks for watching